RTHK, the News at One with Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, Hong Kong's only delegate to the country's top legislature, says there's plenty of time to look at the best way to handle Jimmy Lai's national security trial. The Monetary Authority raises the base rate following the U.S. rate hike and warns that it expects U.S. rates to climb further. And elections for the 14th term of local deputies to the National People's Congress are held, with 42 candidates in Hong Kong competing for 36 spots. Hong Kong's only delegate to the country's top legislature, Tam Yo Chung, said the government now has ample time to look at the best way to handle the national security trial of Jimmy Lai. The case has been adjourned until September next year, pending a possible ruling by Beijing, which could ban the British barrister he's chosen to represent him in the case. Mr. Tam said he doesn't think the National People's Committee will deal with it in its upcoming meeting in March. There's plenty of time. The government can take the time to consider the appropriate way to handle the case. I guess it won't be dealt with in the upcoming National People's Congress meeting, as it hasn't been added to the agenda. As the trial has been adjourned till September next year, there's no need to rush. The Monetary Authority has raised the base rate to 4.75% following the U.S. rate hike. Its chief executive, Eddie Yu, said the rate hike cycle in the U.S. has not yet completed, but it doesn't affect Hong Kong's financial and monetary stability. Our monetary and financial markets continue to operate in a smooth and orderly manner. The link exchange rate system also continues to work well. Under the link exchange rate system, the Hong Kong dollar interbank rates generally track their U.S. dollar counterparts. As the U.S. continue to raise interest rates, the Hong Kong interbank rates have gradually risen in recent months. The market generally expects the U.S. dollar interest rates to continue to rise. And together with increased Hong Kong dollar funding demand driven by seasonal and local stock market, the Hong Kong dollar interbank rates might remain at elevated levels for some time. Mr. Yu said the local bank deposit and lending rates might rise further and called on people to assess the risks when taking a mortgage or making borrowing decisions. HSBC has raised its prime rate by 25 basis points to 5.625%. This was the lender's third prime rate hike here this year. A new rate will take effect tomorrow. Earlier, the U.S. Central Bank announced the seventh rise in interest rates this year. The Federal Reserve put up rates by half a percentage point. The chairman, Jerome Powell, welcomed recent falls in U.S. inflation, but stressed that a further reduction was needed before the bank could ease interest rates. Historical experience cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. I guess I I would say it this way. I, I, I wouldn't see us considering rate cuts until the committee is confident that inflation is moving down to 2% in a sustained way. The Consumer Council is urging shoppers to pay close attention to special shopping offers. As the holiday season approaches, it's advising people to read the fine print, but stressed that victims of unfair terms are protected by the Unconscionable Contracts Ordinance. Gilly Wong, the council's chief executive, says that victims can seek help from the council, but emphasized that they need to keep proof of purchase. Evidence, a record, is very important because from the past, when we handle different uh, complaints, trying our very best you know, to follow up with the consumers, but if you are missing the invoice, if you are missing the record for us to help you on that, uh, that would be very difficult. And especially for certain cases that involve uh, lots of details you know, in the process, if you don't have a full account of your memory about you know, what happened you know, during the, that time, uh, that would be harder for uh, the council as well as
us, you know, in case you know we we uh, refer your case to any enforcement agency, that would uh, reduce you know your chance of success. Thirty-six local delegates to the country's legislature have been picked, with the president of the University of Science and Technology, Nancy Yip, being the top vote-getter. She received 1,254 out of 1,267 valid ballots from the election committee. Eleven of the delegates are also legislative council members. New faces to the National People's Congress include sports sector lawmaker Kenneth Falk, who got 1,248 votes, and former housing secretary Frank Chan, who secured 1,206 votes. Their terms will be for five years. All 15 incumbent candidates seeking re-election succeeded. Chinese university researchers have awarded Hong Kong's children and adolescents a low D-minus grade for their overall physical activity. They said only 25% of youngsters met the global standard of doing 60 minutes of exercise each day. Professor Cindy Sit from the university's Department of Sports Science and Physical Education told Ben Che that the SAR lagged behind the mainland as well as the global average and many countries in Asia. She told Ben Che parents could do more to get their kids moving. We understand uh, Hong Kong uh, has very small living space, but it doesn't mean that uh, we are not able you know, to, to play uh, physical activity or exercise at home. And also um, at school, uh, actually school uh, did a very good job. So in particular, we can also strengthen more about uh, offering um, to offer a school-based uh, physical education in particular now, we are talking about quality physical education uh, in which uh, teachers can help uh, students reach at least 50% of time spent in moderate rigorous physical activity. The Education Bureau has published a set of guidelines on teachers' conduct, specifying that teachers can be struck off for life for severe misconduct. Those who have committed less serious misconduct, meanwhile, could be deregistered for a period of time. The document also listed things teachers should and should not do. For example, it said teachers should protect national security and promote national education and should not incite students to break the law. Overseas now, President Biden has said the United States should have societal guilt for failing to take more action to address gun violence. He was speaking on the 10th anniversary of America's worst worst mass shooting when sorry worst mass school shooting when a man entered the sandy hook elementary school and killed 26 people all but six of whom were young children president biden wants to ban all assault weapons speaking in the u.s senate the senator richard blumenthal said the demand for gun reform remained a top priority congress must do its job to strengthen our laws and prevent gun violence the advocates and activists who are continuing this movement, we will continue that. We will honor with action the lives that are lost, not only in Sandy Hook, but all around this country. President Biden has announced a raft of new measures aimed at boosting trade with Africa. He was addressing more than 40 African leaders in Washington as the U.S. attempts to reassert its influence on the continent. Mr. Biden outlined some of the $55 billion of U.S. funding planned for Africa, including for clean energy projects. He said investing there would benefit everyone. This forum is about building connections. It's about closing deals. And above all, it's about the future our shared future. We've known for a long time that after success and prosperity is essential to assuring a better future for all of us, not just for Africa. Because when Africa succeeds, 
the United States succeeds. Quite frankly, the whole world succeeds as well. The head of the World Health Organization, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, has said he's hopeful that COVID-19 will no longer be a global public health emergency next year. But Dr. Tedros warned that the availability of vaccines remains a big challenge, with only a fifth of people in low-income countries having received a jab. But he said that while COVID was still affecting many people around the world, the situation is improving. Last week, less than 10,000 people lost their lives. That's still 10,000 too many. And there is still a lot that all countries can do to save lives. But we have come a long way. Health officials in Greenland are extending an investigation into a birth control scandal in which thousands of Inuit women were fitted with contraceptive devices without their consent. This report from the BBC is Elaine Young. The BBC gathered accounts as recent as 2018 from women in Greenland who'd had a contraceptive device inserted without their knowledge. The cases were revealed on the back of an official investigation into a Danish birth control scandal which saw thousands of Inuit women and girls in Greenland fitted with a coil in the 60s and 70s. That official inquiry will look at what happened up until 1991. But Greenland's National Health Board has now called on women with recent experiences of involuntary contraception to come forward as part of a wider assessment into whether historic practices are still a widespread issue. The government of Honduras has said it has reached an agreement with the UN to set up an anti-corruption commission. The foreign ministry said an agreement would be signed on Thursday. The BBC's Leonardo Roja reports. The creation of the body was proposed by the left-wing president of Honduras, Xiomara Castro. She says that widespread corruption, which fuels gang violence and poverty, is one of the underlying causes of mass migration from Central America to the United States. A similar commission, sponsored by the Organization of American States, operated in Honduras until 2020. But its mandate wasn't renewed by the former president, Juan Orlando Hernandez, who's now in jail in the U.S., facing drug trafficking charges. Fiji's opposition leader has urged his supporters to remain calm in response to problems in the reporting of results from Wednesday's general election. Sitaveni Rabuka has raised the possibility of a legal challenge. The BBC's Grant Ferret explains. Both the main party leaders in these polls have previously led coups. Both say they're now committed to change exclusively through the ballot box. But problems with Fiji's official election results app have cast a cloud over this vote. Early results showed the opposition in the lead before the app became unavailable. When the flow of data resumed several hours later, the Fiji First Party, led by the Prime Minister, Frank Bainamarama, was ahead. Officials blamed a technical glitch. The current government has fostered closer relations with China. The opposition has talked of a preference for improved links with Fiji's traditional ally, Australia. Sports now, it will be France versus Argentina in Sunday's World Cup final. France defeated Morocco 2-0 to end the Atlas Lions' historic run to the semifinals of the competition. The reigning champions got goals from defender Teo Hernandez and substitute Randall Colomwani. The BBC's Maz Faruqi reports from the Albaite Stadium in Qatar. In front of a partisan and vocal Morocco crowd of the 68,000 inside the Albaite Stadium, there were just 3,000 France fans to support them. The world champions knew they needed a quick start, with their every touch of the ball in the early stages being booed from the stands. 
and it took just five minutes for France to take the lead. Theo Hernandez quickest to react to a rebound at the left-hand post. Much was made in the build-up of Morocco's extensive injury list, particularly at the back, and their captain Roman Seiss was forced off the field after only 20 minutes. But that didn't deter them as they fought for the equaliser, Azadine Unahi creating some lovely moments going forward. But France always looked like they could score again, Olivier Giroud hitting the post before Kylian Mbappe wonderfully set up Rando Colo Muani in the final 10 minutes. Morocco forced a goalmouth scramble in stoppage time, but arguably already they are the story of this tournament after becoming the first African and Arabic team to make the semi-finals. But ultimately a matchup against the world champions was a step too far and they will face Croatia in the third, fourth playoff on Saturday. Sunday's final, meanwhile, now brings us the tantalising prospect of France's Mbappe against his Paris Saint-Germain teammate and the Argentina captain, Lionel Messi. The former Argentina defender Pablo Zabaleta says Lionel Messi is delivering his best ever performance at a World Cup. Messi scored a penalty and set up Argentina's third goal in Tuesday's 3-0 semifinal win over Croatia. The 35-year-old tops the tournament scoring list with five goals and three assists. Zabaleta says everyone's desperate to see Messi join Diego Maradona as a World Cup winner for Argentina. I've seen a lot of Argentinian people in Qatar. It's because uh, they know it is probably the, the last World Cup for Messi. We had Maradona in the past and now uh, Messi, two of the greatest players of all the time. And that's why we, we all just waiting and, and thinking about how good it would be to see Messi lifting one of the greatest trophies in football because that's the picture we all want to see. We got one of Diego in '86. And it will be so nice to have one of Messi. It will be so, so good to see. Hong Kong's Siobhan Hoi is defending her title today at the World Swimming Championships in Melbourne. The double Olympic silver medalist will compete in the women's 100-meter freestyle final at 4.35 p.m. Hong Kong time. Hoi clocked 51.69 seconds in yesterday's semifinals to qualify with the fastest time behind Australia's Emma McKeon. In cricket, half-centuries from Sheteshwar Pujara and Shreyas Iyer helped India to 278 for six at stumps on day one of the first test match against Bangladesh in Chattagram. Meanwhile, Ajarn Tendulkar, the son of Indian great Sakin, hit a century on his first-class debut. The 23-year-old scored 120 from 207 deliveries for Goa against Rajasthan. Tendulkar Jr. is primarily a bowler and was batting at seven, but he struck three figures to help Goa reach 493 for eight in the Ranji Trophy. And a quick look at the weather. It'll be cold, cloudy, overcast, few rain patches. Outlook still rainy tomorrow. Wind strengthening from the north tomorrow night. Windy, and it will get colder this weekend. The weather will be fine, but temperatures down to about 9 degrees colder in the new territories. Currently, the temperature is 15 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 89%. The news from RTHK. I'm gonna get some 
Christina Aguilera, this Christmas, right here on Radio 3. Expect lots more where they came from. It's 19 minutes past one. It's Thursday afternoon. In about 10 minutes or so, we're off to Singapore to catch up with Chef Neil Tomes for a bit of duck confit. Join us on Facebook Live. It's going to be on The Brew, as always. And you can ask him anything you like as well. Kelly Clarkson, Ariana Grande. Yeah, there's a bit more for you coming. Santa, can you hear me? It's Radio 3. 